Welcome back to the Boudoir Boss Podcast. I have my very, very, very good friend who always wanted to be on the podcast. And I'm so excited that she wanted to be on the podcast because we had a deep discussion. And the discussion was, how can we go from being so adventurous with sex when we were younger to now in our 40s, um, being a little bit more um, laid back and not as adventurous? I mean, you can say hi to my listeners. I know I'm introducing you, but... Hi, listeners. I'm so excited to be here with the Boudoir Boss. Yes. Yes. The brand and the idea and the information that comes from this source can help us all reconnect with our inner goddess. And it's so easy to lose sight of that, which is the reason for this conversation. Yeah, I think that, you know, we kind of went to college together. So we kind of know each other a little bit, you know, more than I know some of my other guests. And I just remember when we were in college, we felt liberated. We felt like we could conquer the world. And we were willing to try a few things sexually. And as we got older, we were like, mm, maybe not so much. But we just wanted to kind of like give you an idea of going from PDA, which is public. Can I say public sex? Well, uh, public tech- displays of affection and semi-public sex. Like, I don't think we really had boundaries when we were in college because we didn't know better. So it, everything was an experiment. I thought it was approved. But then I found an old calendar of mine, and I was writing down names. And I don't know if I was writing those names down because I was supposed to be on a date with them, or was I writing those names down because I had actually been with them? Oh, wow. So I don't know. But your, your list is long, huh? You got long. I didn't realize how long my list probably was. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, though. My list is not in the double digits, but it's a healthy list. Yeah, my list is not in double digits, it's but it's pretty, list. it's a good list. And I remember, like, some of those people, three of those people stand out as just phenomenal partners. Like, some of they, the, were, they their, their sex was that good that you can remember. I still it. remember it all these years later because, one, it was trust. It was, like, just genuine, complete trust in that partner so you were willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was... Like your body is banging when you're in that age. Oh, I, I mean, at the time, you know, I guess you, you you have to think about it like that too. Back then, you know, we were fine, right? And so you're less self conscious, even if you don't know. Like we both didn't think we were we, oh, we oh, too round, we too chill, we yeah, too chubby, I need too. But you know, you look at pictures now, and you're like, what? I could have been doing cartwheels. I could have been really turned up. Yep. And but still, some part of us must have known that our bodies were nice because we were willing to do more and willing to have public displays. Like you know, I remember. I remember that. older men in college. I remember I had two uh, trysts uh, with a couple older guys, and at the time, I just thought I was doing something because they were older. Well, you had more of an open mind, so you would go where the experience took you. Right. Yeah, I can remember in college. This one guy who I knew had a girlfriend, but he was attractive to me. And I was like, oh, let's hook up. And that's all it was. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, we're going to hook up. And there was no expectation of commitment. But no one dick stood out. Not one dick. You don't remember any? Like, I have the top I three. Mean, I mean, I remember. Solid top three. But that's the thing. I don't remember, unless I suppress some memories, I don't remember one good uh, event that said, oh, my God, he was the best I ever had. I never I had know. that. I have solid top three fond memories of, oh my, would I be willing to go there now, even though I'm married with children? That's how good it was. What if you saw them and they don't look the same? They don't look the same because of the magic of Facebook. I know what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) They don't look the same. Are they fuckable? 
I suspect that the number one on my list is still very good at his ability because I think that was like his only true talent. Yeah, but see, you you physically attracted to him back in the day, and you like, oh, are they fuckable today? So physically, don't look the same at all. But I don't look the same at all either. Mm-hmm. The, the ability to be able to perform and satisfy you, I would imagine with that with that particular man, it's gotten even better. So tell me about one of those three times. So one occasion that stands out of of many that stand out with this one particular guy who's number one on my list, and mind you, is not my husband, and is not my. You put other a disclaimer husband. out there for the like, listeners. He wasn't this guy. Well, I don't know if that's a disclaimer. Like I don't know. It's kind of bad to say that the person that you had the best sex with is not somebody you were actually married to. Like I don't know. If that's Fuck that. I mean, sex. Good sex is good sex. So it don't have to be with. You know, I I got a good dick in my life right now. But that doesn't mean that doesn't take away from my past. Well, this was best hands down for two reasons. I actually have analyzed this. Okay. And I realized one is the intense passion, like mm-hmm. just oh like animalistic, ooh. like you I just wanna chew on I you. Got to have it. Oh my like god. That kind of intense just passion. I've and had that rest kind of sex before. Is just an awareness of Moving together, uh-huh. like he, like he knew how to move your body. He knew how to move my body and to make me move to complement his moves, and so it was just synergy and motion and uh-huh. like a dance. And and very Ooh, few men. Lord. I'm telling you, girl, top one, number one. <laughs> very few a men. A Kama Sutra type of move for sure. Okay. Very few men understand that. Like you can make those your bodies meld together so mm-hmm. that you're like dancing but it's sexual dancing mm-hmm. and it's just so intense and the passion of of desire so great that you know I've got it desire is a is a drug you know what I mean desire but in only in that moment it was in that is it a is it is it like a pheromone that kind of desire like that person's not with this dude with this dude it was that kind of intense moment of just passion and desire and then we would go back to our lives mm-hmm. it, it was a very unique you know you i don't see you as a p- prospective husband or somebody mm-hmm. to have a serious relationship with but in those moments of the chemistry the sexual chemistry like the climax was euphoric it was and so how do you get that mood or a boss when you now so now in our 20s we can have those moments where it was because in our 20s we have less stress and you got to understand that when you're trying to get up to a climactic a climatic state of mind you have to take your mind out of the actual act you have to relax and you have to be in the moment and so you have to let go of any anything that's preventing you from getting to like you know it's like people always ask me how do you squirt or I I I don't know how to squirt and and I want to experience it and I and one of the questions I ask is like when you're about to have sex and you feeling like you got to pee and you like trying to hold it in because you don't want to embarrass yourself at that moment is when you need to take your mind out of the actual physical body and relax because you're not going to pee. You're going to release and you, you should really push. If you push, you're going to get that squirt. Not everybody's going to shoot across the room, but you will get that moisture. But so it's easier to have that kind of mental release when you're in your 20s and you're not thinking of what everything right. else this dude can mean to you. Now in your 40s, you're thinking about everything else this dude has to mean to you with paying the bills and living life. Right, because how you're putting you, more into the bedroom than what it's supposed so, to be. But so how do you then escape all of the rest of what this dude is to just have that intense desire and passion? It's almost like a form of medica- meditation. 
Okay, so you know when you meditate, your the whole goal is to clear your mind, right? Okay. So when you're getting when you're with somebody that turns you on, or when you're with somebody, or if you just want to be, uh, you want to let go and you want to release, and you just don't want to think about nothing but a climax. It's it's a way of clearing your mind. You can't think about bills. You can't think about children. You got to think about that moment and what the end goal is. My end goal in this moment is to have an orgasm. So when you do that, you have to figure out a, a way to take your mind out of what's going on around you other than the passion. Now, just because you're having sex doesn't mean that person is the one that's going to give you an orgasm. It might be just an act for you because you're not physically or emotionally attracted to that person. There's a difference now. But if you're in a long-term relationship, you better figure out how to be physically and emotionally connected to that person. And yeah, so but that's see, that's going to take you away from what your goal is. Because if you're trying to figure out how to be emotionally connected, then you got work to do before the sex. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I see that. So you, you can separate. So, oh my gosh! All right, I just got what you're trying right. to say. You can separate, just like with this dude from my twenties, where it was just sex, right? And it was phenomenal sex, right? And then none, none of the rest of that stuff mattered, right? Long. You can do that, like on purpose, right? With practice and thought, and exactly. Deliberate focus, exactly. And meditation on the and make this moment in your current relationship, right? Even though you had all that other baggage, yeah. Around. Oh my gosh! You didn't have an epiphany. I, Oh, I wish I could play that song um, by Chrisette Michelle Body Epiphany. Because, you know, when you finally get to that type of, um, when you figure out yeah. how to do something, yeah. it's, it's it's exciting because you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's a separation of your physical self and that desire. There you go. Because it's a it's a need. It's, it's a, a yeah. physical so need. So if you separate that from all the emotional baggage, you can recapture the intensity that you know. Now think about it like this: when people, that's not easy to do, though. That's but not. I, I get if you purposefully do it and focus your mind. Exactly. You can, you can do it. You can you. have an an orgasm out this world every uh, time. I'm gonna start applying this and see if I and can. And that's why I encourage people to masturbate mm-hmm. because when you masturbate. You are gonna automatically have an orgasm. Yeah. So, but you're giving it to yourself. Yeah. And you know what it feels like, and you know what the end result is gonna be. Yeah. Now, if you want to have that same experience with somebody else, then you gotta really kind of like say, I want him to get me to where this masturbation is gonna get me. Yeah. Because that's why you're supposed to masturbate. You're supposed to release. So that's even that's part of the training your mind to be right. in the moment. Be in the um, moment. The physical pleasure. I get it. Ah, lesson learned. High five. High five. I think this is a Buddha or boss lesson I can walk away from and apply to my long-term relationship where the sex is less fulfilling. So, but now I can get it because I can separate the two. You got to separate the two. I'm going to experiment. I should come back in three months and tell you how it goes. Oh, so that means you're going to come back. And tell you how it goes. Ah, uh, listeners, I think we got a breakthrough. So excited! So, was being on the podcast what you thought it was? It's just a conversation. It's fun. It's it is a good like you don't really think about these moments of needing clarity in a sexual. But way. somebody else is also having the same situation. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I think the boudoir boss's work is important because of that. Like people don't think about the need of like you feel just like we could walk down the street in our 20s and feel some kind of way about our sexuality right. and our ability to attract people why does our you, confidence exactly it diminishes because you don't focus on that part of your being right and how much that woman femi- a woman's femininity is part of her power right and if you
you can express that and, and you know, you can buck up to the worst situation. But you got to and think about it like this. You see how some big girls have the confidence in the world and you look at them like, but you look at them like, how can they be so confident when they have all, because that's not what they're focused on. And so you have to, like for me, I visualize now what I want my body to look like, yeah. what I want to feel like. Yeah. So I go to the gym and I yeah. work out now. Yeah. And, and it's not because I want to look good for anybody but me now. And I'm 44. I have never had a problem saying my age. Yeah. But I don't want to feel... 54 at 44. But part of it is keeping your flame. And, exactly. And maintaining your sexuality. Is exactly. Keeping your flame. And, and working out and feeling sexy when you look in the mirror. I mean, I'm, I may not be where I want to be, but I, I am where I am now. Yeah. And I'm accepting that and yeah. I'm working towards where I'm yeah. trying to go. It's funny. It's all part of the, that mind-body exercise. Like you say, it's stretch your mind so that you can be there you go. sexually focused and be able to gain pleasure no matter what the circumstances are. It applies all around. But you know, a lot of people also um, incorporate certain rituals in their life. So when you're feeling down or when you're not feeling very um, sexual, masturbate after you have that moment and take your mind out of that um, self um, what you call it when you tear yourself loathing, down? Self-loathing, self self-loathing, self or all of that. Yeah. Take your mind. Do something that's satisfying physically to you. And it is cleansing. Like nobody can, nobody can say that after you. Like when you have that sexual buildup, and even if it's masturbation, even if it's sex, even if it's unsatisfying sex, it is a release. It's a release. It is a release. And so that necessary release, I think, I, again, we'll say that's part of maintaining the whole feminine flame right and keeping your fire and, and keeping your when you when you're calm when you're calm and you're like at peace mentally you attract whatever you whatever you put out mm -hmm. okay you because when you masturbate you're you're having this energy and and you're creative and you know you have all of the sexual and that's okay even at 45 marriage shit it's okay at 55 and... 65 75 because it's self preservation mm, and a okay. lot of people think about you know hair and and clothes no you gotta you gotta tackle that inner spirit uh -huh. that inner and i want to feel sexy so that i project sexiness yeah because when you project sexiness you That's attract part it. of confidence it's part of confidence yes. projecting sexiness is part of confidence but believe it or not i find and, and i'm not I, I kid you not i'm not exaggerating so um if you're here your listeners can't hear me but i'm a, I'm a fuller figured person and I find that when I'm in that mind space, I'm confident 80% of the time just because I put so much effort in my intellectual mm -hmm. skills. So I, I don't ever want to be in a room and be the dumbest person in the room because of the work I do is so intense. Right. Um, and so they're not going to talk me down. You're not going to shame me. That that ability to be at my job and to be a force of confidence, mm -hmm. I try to translate in other pieces of my life too. And there are moments when I bring in that sexual piece like the man you like the man that was checking you out in the grocery store like that or in even when I'm like presenting information to mm -hmm. people and I, I know I got to be in the front of the room I wear that dress that's a little tight that shows my triple D's baby boom I'll wear that and you know people have always been taken with my you know I put on my makeup and I my used faces. to look at this lady she's a twist and I'm like she's doing that on purpose and she might have been and she might have been part of bringing her sexuality as right. part of the confident force so then people I started thinking better 
But boudoir boss, I kid you not. When I am in that sexy, owning my femininity and my intellectual ability and bringing it, people listen more. Right. There's greater alertness from men and women when I own it. Like I, so I've gotten more conscious. Now think about that. it like this. When you own your sexiness or if you own how you're feeling, you can visualize in your head that you you give the best head in America. You give the best head in the world because and, all right, so you can be in a business meeting thinking, you know you want my lips on that dick. Yes. And you feel a certain power and they feel that connection. Right. Like, you know you want this. And like, there I've been in And after the meeting like, Oh, I didn't know you had it in you. Well, I've been in situations where men you would never think, men of prestige and title <laughs> would never think that they would be attracted to, to someone. Let me tell you about the men in prestige. Me. Yeah. They got a lot of men got money. They do this. They got everything under the sun. And they got arm candy. But that arm candy is dumb. That arm candy does not stimulate them. That arm candy does not make them laugh. And believe it or not, that arm candy does not give them sexual gratification. But it's, again, it is bringing that, like you said, that that conscious effort to work on yourself from every every avenue from your spiritual self from your sexual self from your intellectual self making that conscious deliberate effort to meditate and say positive things right about yourself every day and remind yourself that this self pleasure is a good thing all of those things work together so that you can be that confident force that could attract any man including those of prestige and power with the arm candy exactly who would be surprised by them looking twice at you right but it's what you bring it because you always hear the other woman uh, the the wife say he left me for that maybe because she... Arnold Schwarzenegger girl <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was married to that Kennedy girl who's she's an attractive lady right. gorgeous hair but she might have had a personality of a slug she's sleeping with the maid who looked Ten times less attractive than she did, but it wasn't about attractiveness. She that's made the, him feel good. The lady, she that's felt right. she maybe she project, projected something that says I could fuck the dog shit out of you. That is right. So there was something in that less by 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 physical appearance, right? That by, you know, you personality. At, there's something in that. Get a lady. personality, ladies. Well, there was something in that lady <laughs> that drew on a Schwarzenegger away from his wife, ultimately caused a divorce, right? To the point where he impregnated the, the maid lady who was less attractive. <laughs> so that means that tells me that this lady was bringing something, like, exactly. I'm some kind of attitude, and attitude, juice, and something to make you look twice. Moist like mouth. <laughs> and it, you know, it takes the effort to get the moist mouth first, so he had to see something before that. Maybe the, the maybe the other one was so hoity toity that I don't do that, and I don't do this, and I don't do. This. It's just sex, ladies. But the whole point is having that mental tigress, man. Bringing in that mental tigress, and it takes effort on your part to create that mental tigress. And so that- to tap into that woman you were in your twenties. Now it might you have to work at that, whereas in your twenties it just came. Right now, take your mind back to the twenties is what the whole purpose of this podcast was, so that you can feel sexy, confident, and selfish in the bedroom when you're trying to reach that orgasm. Yep. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna apply this for the next. So you're gonna come back in three months and tell me how it it works. All right, listeners, you heard it here first. She's gonna come back and tell me if the tactic that the boudoir boss suggested. I mean, I can only suggest I am no expert. Let me put that disclaimer out there. You are <laughs> I'm not an expert. You I'm, are a trained expert. I'm a trained expert, but I am not a professional. Degreed. You're not a degreed expert. Exactly. But I tell you some things that if you try them out, you might be surprised at what you can accomplish. So, would you come back and do the Bull Web Boss for me in three months? I will. Or yeah, at least give me an update so I can give my listeners an update. I'll report back. Tell my listeners that it's okay to come on the Boudoir Boss podcast 
We need more listeners. There's a way that you can get in touch with me. Um, info at Boudoir Boss. That's info at Boudoir Boss. Or you can check me out on Instagram at Boudoir Bossy, B-O-U-D-O-I-R, Bossy, B-O-S-S-Y. On Instagram, I need you guys to kind of give me some topics that you want to learn about or Send some people my way if you think that they can help some of my listeners with questions and answers or, or just uh, want to be on the podcast. So you would do it again, right? I'll do it again. Well, thank you again for choosing the Boudoir Boss Podcast as your place for adult information. Bye. <laughs>